0: Happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody had a great weekend and those folks down in Florida that you are doing better and staying safe. And those folks in Georgia, in the Carolinas, Virginia, in the Southeast, you're hanging in there as well with the remnants from Hurricane Ian. We're thinking about you guys and praying for you. We've got a great BR Guest podcast to help lift your spirits today and hope that it brings you a Magic Kingdom happy day As you're going to hear on today's podcast, listener Karen joins us from up in Maine to talk about her multi-generational trip to Walt Disney World this past late February and early March. They stayed at Caribbean Beach, had some great pool time and fun meals over at the Riviera. We also talk about how they split their time between Caribbean Beach and a vacation rental home. They went around and did a lot of resort touring, spent times in the theme parks using Genie Plus and just had a great time as a family. You're going to have a smile on your face by the end of today's show. I guarantee it. As always, today's podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a magical Disney vacation. Check them out today over at The Magic for Less. Dot com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's one extra click that really helps us out. Podcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, and our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over to Patreon.com slash Podcast.
1: Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2165 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had, well, I would say a great weekend, but let's just say, let's hope we all survive the weekend because I know a lot of folks down in Florida have had a long, long stretch of days here with, uh, You know, the remnants of Ian moving through, and now I know the folks down in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, even into Tennessee, East Tennessee, Virginia, are getting some of the remnants of that tropical system. So wherever you are, just know that we've been thinking about you, praying for you, and hoping that everything turns out okay And, uh, you know, even if you're having a little bit of a rough time, remember, we've always made it through these things and we'll get through this one as well. But if you need anything, please let us know. But no, you have a friend here and you got lots of friends out in our podcast community thinking of you. And, uh, you know, we're going to make it through this one. But we're going to try to do that with some fun Disney talk so that no matter what you're doing today, hopefully we can brighten your spirits and take you back to your favorite place. We're going to do that. But heading up to Maine, up in the northeast, I've never been there. My grandparents always went up there and always brought me back grape jelly, which was the best grape jelly in the world. Mm. When they would drive up there, when the leaves changed every fall, they do it every two or three years, they drive to Nova Scotia. So Karen's joining us from up in Maine. Karen, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Happy to be here, Mike, and happy to talk a little Disney tonight.
0: I am glad to have you on the show. So what I've been asking folks here lately, a couple questions before we get into the actual trip, Tell us something about your corner of the world, maybe not just Maine in general, but maybe your town, something you're known for, something our audience, because we have an audience around the country and around the world, might uh, find interesting about your little place you, you live in.
1: Sure. Um, I'm from the Portland, Maine area, which is the southern part of Maine. And actually, right now we're known for two things. One is we have a huge number of microbreweries in the area. I think per capita we might be number one or two in the country in terms of microbreweries. And we're also a foodie town. We uh, made Bon Appetit's list of best towns and people now go around with their map of Portland and all the restaurants and food locations that Bon Appetit listed and they hit all the great food spots in Portland. So
0: sounds like a great it's place away.
1: So, <laughs> see
0: I'm also from a beer town, but we're not a microbrewery town. We're just right budweiser you know (laughs) king of beers you know everything you know we got bush stadium i mean everything was the the bush family here in st louis so uh and it's funny because i grew up baptist and we don't drink beer so i've never i've never had beer in my life i'm probably the only person in st louis that hasn't had beer but it's pretty interesting you know that's very cool and you know i've seen pictures of your part of the world uh on saturday and sunday mornings i watch this show on the smithsonian channel it's called aerial america and Uh i've told people on um on uh, on twitter this show would fit in so well in epcot because it's it's an hour-long show that just pick one state or one part of the country and they just do just drone footage for the entire hour and i've watched all 50 states and i saw maine new hampshire vermont i, I think you're part of the country it's a sleeper for us in the midwest people never think about it but i it's got to be one of the most beautiful parts of the of the country if not the world it just looks gorgeous it's- up
1: there It's beautiful. And from, you know, we have 15 minutes from a beach and an hour and a half from a ski mountain. So it's really a lovely place to live.
0: Amazing. All right. Well, give us some background on your Disney fandom. You know, when did you become a Disney fan? And, uh, you know, how did how did it lead you to listening to Disney podcasts and coming and sharing your story with us today?
1: Sure. I think my first trip to Disney was in college, spring break. Friend and I went down, stayed with her sister and absolutely loved it. And then when my husband and I got married, um, the first year we were married, we went down on a Disney trip and again, absolutely loved it. And then didn't go for a long time. And my, I, we are both teachers and my kids were six and two and we were, you know, sitting in the middle of the winter saying, what are we going to do, April vacation? And we decided to go to Disney and then we started going yearly for quite a while. And the kids, they loved it. They were easy travelers and that was dangerous for us. So,
0: know <laughs> I hear. <laughs> let, let me bounce a theory off you because you mentioned that your husband and yourself—you are both teachers, as Brian. I was, and my wife still yep. is. She's in her twenty-sixth year of teaching. I don't know how she's made it that far, but she is. She's a she's a, an outstanding tre- teacher. She's a trooper to hang in there. I seventeen, and I was like, I can't. I got I got to right. do so, I yeah. loved it, but I got to do. So, I got to have something else. But um, and I do miss parts of the job. There's just parts sure. that have changed over the years. So, But I do have a theory, and I don't know if you saw this in the buildings where you were a teacher, and I know we have so many teachers in our audience, too. That's why I want to throw this out there. Is there something about teachers in Disney? Because in the elementary school I taught at, there were so many not not casual Disney fans, I mean DVC owners within our building, because we had a pretty big elementary school, but we had, I mean, probably 50% of the staff were hardcore Disney fans that would listen to podcasts and go down a couple times a year at least. Did you see that, too?
1: I, uh, yeah I can see I didn't see as much of that but I can see that there's such wonder down there that um i you know and I think you enjoy seeing kids whether they're yours or other people's kids really come to life when they see amazing things so I totally can see that plus you know, we need to get out of Maine <laughs> by March or April. So, yeah, you know, that there's too. that too.
0: And I think teachers need to go to a place where you can escape reality for for exactly. a little while. Exactly. Right? Like, okay, I got to exactly. go somewhere where we're just making believe for a week. Let's right. Right. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of all that. Was, okay. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally, yeah. I love that. That's so funny. All right. So let's talk about your trip. You guys went down into February, beginning of March has a wonderful time. If you don't know, if you're just kind of tuning in, you haven't been to Walt Disney World very often. This is a wonderful time to be in Florida. The weather is typically tremendous this time of year. Um, so how did this trip come together? Because a multi-generational trip. So tell us the background of how you decided to put this trip together.
1: Well, we had we actually were in Disney right before COVID hit in uh, 2020 in February. We stayed off site and... Um, and we watched all that unfold on TV. We were like, I wonder what's going to happen. And then we came home and boom, the world shut down. So, of course, between then and this trip, we that's when I got hooked on your podcast. We were watching podcasts and sort of putting together our next plan because, you know, we were going stir crazy. So every, we decided for sure we at least wanted to spend most of it on site because I was doing the driving back and forth. And I was not thrilled with that activity. So we definitely wanted to stay on site and we really wanted to try Skyliner. And so that's why we settled on Caribbean beach and you were, you know, helped us make that happen. And we decided to spend most of our time on site and a few days off site so that we could explore some resorts, which I, without feeling like we had to be at the park to do that.
0: Good idea. So let me, this is always, this always intrigues me the most. So, With all the hotels on property, I mean, you have your deluxe, you have your moderates, you have your values, but within those categories, really, there's not a lot of difference in the category other than the aesthetics, the theme, you know, because the room sizes are similar, the food courts are typically similar. Now, you did mention the Skyliner, which I think is probably a... It, you know, what will draw you to Caribbean Beach? Because it's not only on the Skyliner, but it's the hub of the Skyliner. It right. keeps you away from that one extra jump for Art of Animation and uh, Pop Century. But was that the reason you guys picked Caribbean Beach? Was it the vibe? Was it? What, what was it?
1: Well, it, we had stayed there years and years ago and loved it. It was, but it was the Skyliner and the proximity to the Riviera. Those were the two things that really, because it opened a lot of food options to us, plus we could take the Skyliner over to the boardwalk area, and that opened up a lot of food options as well. So, all of that, there were some people in the group that were pushing for Coronado, but in the end, <laughs> Caribbean Beach won.
0: If Coronado ever gets a Skyliner, I'm telling you what, that'll be. Watch out. It's a deluxe resort yeah. at that point. I'm just Absolutely. Because
1: that, that's yeah. the
0: one thing, because I love Coronado. I like Caribbean Beach. I have no problem with Caribbean yeah. Beach. But, man, if Coronado, Coronado just feels so plush, if it had the Skyliner, <laughs> game changer. I
1: agree. <laughs> I saying, agree.
0: A, uh, they need to make that yeah. happen. Uh, okay, so tell us about the, the group that traveled with you, though. I mentioned a multi-generational trip. Who, who was down there with you and? Also with the planning, how do you get everybody involved in making sure everybody's needs are going to be met so that everybody has a great trip when you get there?
1: Good, good question. So my husband and I, were the grandparents. Uh, my daughter and her husband and the four-year-old uh, came along and my son and his partner came along as well. And we did a Google uh, spreadsheet uh, where we just ask everybody to put down the two or three things they really wanted to do on the trip. And uh, kind of, j- we had a couple of Zoom meetings to kind of juggle those interests. And also, we didn't try to do every single thing together all the time. Like, the four-year-old needed a break every day at the pool. And so did the grandparents, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and some other people stayed in the park and put in the 12, 13-hour days. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit, you know, of work ahead of time, but really it was so smooth once we got there and and we did have great weather it's a lovely time of year to go
0: i love to hear that though because when you put that out there cuz you know thousands of folks are going to hear this podcast and everybody's at different states of planning you know some people it's just blue sky they don't know when they're going back but you know when they do they'll think Oh, you know, Google Google Sheets is a free service that everybody with a Gmail account has access to, and yeah. it's a uh, you know you can it's uh, collaborative, so everybody can be on at the same time, modifying things, adding you know stuff like right. that, and you know Zoom now everybody knows how to use it because of COVID and the shutdowns and so forth. So that's a great way to collaborate because it's so funny. We've been doing the show; it'll be 15 years in March, and when we started doing this podcast, literally you know, none of these tools were, were around, you know, it was phone calls that people would have to do, you know, like conference (laughs) calls. And that was very rough to get everybody all together to, to, to get the needs met. And I think, I mean, maybe you could speak to this real quick and then we'll kind of get into the trip itself. But I think if you do a little pre-planning with everybody involved, even though, you know, I'm not one that would really want to be super involved, I just want to be like, You know, if you know what you're doing, I trust you. We're going to have a good trip. I'm very laid back. If somebody knows more than I do with a destination or some topic, I'm, I trust people very much. But at least I feel like if somebody's asked and I have access to the Google sheet or the Google Docs or whatever you're putting together, I feel like I'm going to be more, I'm going to have a better experience because I have had the opportunity to have some input and, you know, than to just not have anything at all. So at least you were asking everybody and getting everybody engaged so that they were ready to go when you got there.
1: Yeah. And I think honestly, that fact that we had to make the park reservations ahead of time in some way helped because we kind of agreed on that. And then we could kind of fill in, you know, we kind of thought once a day, we would have a sit down meal. And, um, and then we put our rides that we all thought we really wanted to do. But again, we had to obviously show a little flexibility depending on, what was going on. And we did rely on Genie Plus and lightning lanes with a four-year-old. It was well worth the money for sure.
0: Okay. Then that's great. That's great. Because I, everybody's going to be at a different place with genie plus and with a four-year-old, I can see it. And I think, I think genie plus is a great buy for folks that aren't going to be there very often. You know, like if it's a once a year trip, genie plus makes a whole lot of sense you know if it's somebody that's gonna be there once every five years right it makes exponentially more sense to use it exactly somebody like me i still have not used it at walt disney world but it's because i go down for all these race weekends you know and i'm down there i'm not gonna ride many rides because i'm there to run the races i'm there weird hours i just want to go into the parks eat ride the people mover buzz Lightyear. you know go up in the treehouse right. and the tiki birds and i'm good to go you know i don't need to right. do anything big maybe pirates um so yeah it, that's interesting so okay let's talk about you going around the uh, on your trip so how did you kick it off like what because it's always funny how things get rolling arrival right. and, and getting getting the trip going
1: well we uh last time we had been we had not gone to epcot so we all agreed that we were going to start with epcot first plus it was um it, it, we used early entry that day and it was but it still was a little later start than other parks and you know, we're traveling from Maine. It's a long way to get to Florida. So we started on Epcot and just pretty, you know, there were a couple of things we really wanted to do. Remy's and Test Track was a big one, but mostly Epcot's a nice place to explore. And we were fortunate, it was the day before the Flower and Garden show nice. opened. So all of the topiaries were up. I mean, the decorations were up, the, the snacks and everything were not open, but It was absolutely stunning and the crowds were low because the festival opened the next day. So that was just pure luck that we had that.
0: Yeah. And when when you do that the day before, like Epcot's Flower and Garden, the park looks beautiful because they're going to have like the the flower beds out and everything's going to look great. But you're right. The locals like I'm waiting till tomorrow.
1: Right. When the festival
0: opens. So you're, Yeah, that's see, that's a pro tip right there. That's a great, great call. It
1: was very good. And then every day, pretty much we went back for a pool break because, you know, the four in some people stayed the whole day. But we again with the Skyliner, it was so easy to do that for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Skyliners, I mean, I've said it a million times on here because I went down the day it opened. Like I, I made a trip because I was so excited for the Skyliner. I was one of the very first people to ride it. I stayed at Pop Century the night before I was in line, like four hours before wow. it opened on day one. I love that thing. And I immediately said, this is the ride to get on the rides because it's fun. Right. It's a fun thing to do. And it's so fun. Uh, it's so efficient compared to a bus. It's just like, wham, you're there. Um, but So you mentioned that morning, the first ride for your grandson, and you mentioned he was four years old frozen ever after. So was this intentional or was it just an opportunity? No, that it was, it was not
1: intentional and might've been a mistake because he didn't love it <laughs> oh, because, <no. laughs> he got, because he got wet and he didn't like get He didn't like getting wet. Um, but he was fine. He wasn't a, you know, a disaster. And then we took him to little mermaid, the, the, the sea ride. And he was all good after that. Uh, and loved the aquarium, loved looking at all the fish in the aquarium. So, um, No, that was not intentional, but it was just there was no line and we were all like, oh, we should go to Frozen Ever After right now and uh, not the best choice. But again, we did watch a lot of videos to get him prepared for some of the rides and we didn't take him on anything big, but like Peter Pan and, um, you know, some things like that. We showed it ahead of time so he knew what was happening.
0: I'd have done the same thing though. I'd have thought Frozen would have been safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. You never know. Yeah, works. I didn't know about that. No <laughs> totally, idea, totally.
0: So. Real quick, because <laughs> we're going to get to all the big stuff. But you used right. Lightning Lane for Ratatouille, and that was a new experience for everybody. Obviously, what would you think of this? Because I, I, I think this is a great. I, I don't know. I'm just this is what I think. I think I'm glad Disney put this ride together because I think this ride was geared towards your party like it's not right. a upside down five times roller coaster it's a family dark ride you know an updated it, family dark ride
1: it was great i mean it just was very clever we all everybody loved uh that ride as well and my daughter had been desperately waiting for test track for 20 years because the last time she had been at Disney, it was Test Track was coming, and that was a long time ago. So wow. uh, we all loved that as well. That was a real treat for everybody.
0: So you guys take a take a quick break back at the hotel. It looks we like went you back got some, to, got yeah. some Primo Piatto, it looks like. Is that yeah, we it? loved going over to because <laughs> oh, we were in
1: Aruba, so that was so close to walk to Riviera. It was awesome. That was really great. And then we went to Rosenprom for dinner, and honestly, we loved it. And we all sat outside. It was a beautiful night. Uh, they told us we could come back and get a spot there to watch Harmonious. And that was really one of the nicer dinners that we had. We, we really loved Rose and Crown.
0: That is a, that is a nice place. It's I mean, I, yeah. again, I'm from Missouri and I've never really traveled internationally. I don't know how authentic it is. It feels authentic to me, but I've never been to London. So, or, you know, yeah, anywhere it was great. Europe. Yeah, So I, I don't know. It, it seems cool. Yeah. So now let me ask you about Harmonious. Are you a fan? Because it's going to have this little short lifespan it looks like
1: I know I made my son and his girlfriend stay for that everybody else was tired and I definitely wanted to see it I there were certain parts I loved the whole princess and the frog Mm -hmm. part I loved Um, the Lion King part I loved. So I was a fan, but I may have been the only big fan in the family for sure.
0: Were you an Illuminations fan? Did you like Illuminations? I loved Illuminations. Ah, there we go. I got to give you the bell on that one. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Okay, good. Just making sure. Okay. So the next day you take a, you take a resort day.
1: Yeah, we took a resort day. We swam in the pool. Um, my kids, they went to, uh, uh, Wine Bar George uh, for dinner. And we took the little one and went over to Allen compass and had lunch and rode the Skyliner again. They loved wine bar George, by the way, they raved about it.
0: I've never been there still. Cause the thing is like, here's the problem again, Mike in the Midwest, Mike, the plain old Mike here in St. Louis that eats burgers. I'm I, I eat more than my rest of my family. I eat seafood. But it just seems, the name Wine Bar George to me in my yeah. mind always seemed too fancy for Mike. You know, for me, I got his, I don't know. But then I looked at the menu, they got things like biscuits and gravy, and, you know, and stuff that I'd really, so I, that's on my list. I'm going there. It just seems I think fancy. they
1: loved it. So yeah. definitely get that on the top of your list. Yeah. We just took another relaxing day again. We had traveled a long time and we didn't want to push it too much at the beginning and have a collapse of a four-year-old through the trip. So We just enjoyed the resort, which was lovely. You guys
0: are so smart. Because here's the one question I have for you, though. Because this is one thing that I still struggle with. Did you get the FOMO during your whole resort day that, oh, I should be at Epcot? I mean, you're right there. You're so close. You're a hop, skip, and a jump. Oh, I could be at the studios, or I could be doing this. Or were you able to mentally let yourself have a vacation day and relax?
1: I think we were mentally ready to do that. (laughs) He loved, of course, swimming in the pool, which is always a big hit with the kids at Disney. And yeah, we just relaxed, which was lovely.
0: Oh man. See, I need some of that. because <laughs> I'm finally getting there after about 20 years of going to Walt Disney World because I'm always like, but people are coming back with balloons and stuff from the, Ma- yeah. what's going And then I get to the Magic Kingdom and it's 112 degrees in July. I'm like, <laughs> I'd much rather be yeah. at the pool. What am I doing? Right, It's too hot. Right, Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. right. So th- now the next day you guys head over to the Magic Kingdom and I got to tell you, because you put this in the notes and you gave me some great notes. But you have a quote from your grandson, which, when I went through your notes, it just—I mean, seriously—my heart filled because this is what I want every guest to feel on their Disney vacation, and this came from a four-year-old's mouth. And I think sometimes the most pure thoughts come from the little guys and little gals. So tell us what your grandson said. Yeah, I think
1: he was so excited. So when we got into Main Street, he turned to all of us and said, "Um." I'm feeling Magic Kingdom (laughs) happy, And we were like, oh my God, this is so great. I mean, this is so... Because, you know, a lot of the planning, we all had a great time, but we did do some planning around him and, you know, his experience. So he, yes, he was tickled pink and he used that phrase several more times during the day. And of course, Magic Kingdom is definitely geared to his age group. And, um, but it was, I think it was good to do Epcot first. It gave him a feel for the whole park experience, but this was his jam. That's for sure.
0: So walk us through that day. How did it go? Like what kind of things did you all enjoy? Did he enjoy anything surprise you about that day?
1: Well, we did early entry. So that was helpful. And we walked on, he loved small world. Of course, that was a huge hit. Uh, we, uh, and then he wanted to do the steamboat for some reason. So I took him on the steamboat while other people went on big thunder and did some sort of bigger, rides and then we did a genie plus for peter pan because that was another one that we had watched at home and he really wanted to do that and that line had been crazy as we were watching it online um and then we did dumbo of course and then for lunch we went over to the grand Floridian cafe and had lunch there and again it just cools you off it takes you off there but it's not that far it isn't
0: it isn't and everybody i mean even the little guys the, the, the middle-aged folks like myself, everybody, it just does everybody good. Like you just said, you just need to get out of the stimulation of the right. magic kingdom. I mean, because I, I, we're both educators, former educators. And the thing is, overstimulation, you know, just smells and sights and sounds. Your brain just needs a break. And to sit yeah. down at a place like the Grand Floridian and have somebody bring the food to you in nice, cool air conditioning, it just That's gives awesome. you a mental reset. It, makes, it exactly. makes the rest of the day so much better.
1: And then we could go back and we went back on Dumbo and uh, some people wanted to do Snow White so we did Lightning Lanes for that we did Buzz Lightyear Um, and then he was about you know four or five o'clock his father took him back to the hotel he was done and the rest of us stayed that night and one of the big highlights was we were on Big Thunder when the fireworks went off and we oh, that yeah. was just awesome it was so cool too plus the park is so different at night it's just really a special place at night so that was that was just a great day it was a you know magic kingdom great day for everybody
0: yes and what and we we left out another quote by your grandson during this day which we got to put in there because i i I just when these things are here we we just can't leave them so when you went to the grand floridian cafe he was restaurant happy which i like to hear because
1: he was right. He was restaurant happy, and then when we had Mickey Waffles, he was Mickey Waffle happy. Yeah, so see, he perfect. had his phrase for the trip, that's for sure. He needs shirts. and it was mostly spoken at Magic Kingdom. So
0: he needs some merchandise, I think.
1: Right, 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 right. Like next it. year, like next it. time we go, those might be our t-shirts.
0: Dude, hey, Disney might have to talk to him because I think those right. things would be flying out of the Emporium. I'm just saying, Exactly. Just left and right. Exactly. Uh, okay, so the next day it looks like he did a split there between Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. So uh right. talk to us about that day.
1: Well, he loves the safari and, you know, animals and all that. So we started with the safari. We, uh, the, Some of the adults paid for a flight of passage. I had done it before, so I stayed with him while they went on there, which, of course, was a huge hit. Um, we did Kite Tales, uh, which I know is no longer existing or maybe being phased out. It was okay. It was you know, execution was a little tricky. I think the idea is great. The execution got a little tricky with the wind and things like that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm serious. But after the hurricane this past week, those kites may be, who knows, Right. In, in You're right. Yeah.
1: You are so right. So we did a lot of hanging around, you know, just walking around the different locations. Um, again, we did a trip back to the hotel and then went over to Hollywood Studios for Mickey's Runaway Railway. And some people did Rise of the Resistance. Uh, some people did Oga's Cantina as well, and we love hanging out at the Baseline Tap House. It's just so great for people watching. It's just a great place to sit and relax, and chat with other people who are at Hollywood Studios and share some stories with them as well. So that was that's a big hit for everybody.
0: It is because, sure. and, and the funny thing is, is back when you had to used to get those those uh, groups to get into Rise of the Resistance, you have to right. wait out, you know you're almost up, you know, you get watch the app, watch the droid, the line, you know, progress through the day and you'd, you know, almost be your turn to get in. It was almost like the holding pin there at baseline tap house. until right. your group got called, but now it's just a place you go to relax. And then when I have regular with Scott or friends, we always play name that tune because they play those really mellow jazz versions of really pop songs. Something like Ooh, this. Okay. This is a really I'm, like current song, but it's a real jazzy version of it. So it's uh I'm
1: gonna add that to my list. Yeah, you to have to check it out. But yeah. you know I mean it's
0: like it's something like Mallory would listen to, but it's you know, a really, yeah. you know, mellow elevator music version of it. I like, right. that's so right, weird. right. So um yeah, that's that sounds like a really good day. And again, taking advantage of the Skyliner to get over to the studio totally I like so
1: that. easy. So okay. easy.
0: So now after this though, it looks like you guys uh moved over to your vacation rental. So how did that work
1: out? Right. Yeah, it was great. And we used the Disney car center and that was awesome. They came right to Caribbean beach and picked me up. We, I went over with my daughter to get the car. She was super impressed with the way they had organized the car seats in terms of picking a car seat that was appropriate for them, for him to ride in. So we were very happy with the service there and then took it right over to our vacation rental and our Next sort of strategy was we were going to go see some resorts and try some other restaurants that we might not do if we were staying on property. So cool. Those were the that's what we focused on for the next few days.
0: Awesome, and hey, you could go down there and not go to the theme parks and still have a great time. Right. We did that. We did that for three three days. One when Mallory was a little thing, we went down for spring break. We did a cruise, but we didn't have passes. And the cruise was right. out of Miami, so we just stayed a couple nights at Art of Animation and just went to the we played putt putt. We went around and just, you know, visited the hotels and there was no pressure because we didn't have to worry about rushing anywhere because you didn't have to be like, there was no park opening, you know, it just like, it was great. It was wonderful. Really? Okay. So you guys, so you guys did brunch at the uh, chef Mickey's over at the contemporary. Yeah. Was it a hit that some people are hot and cold on that one? What'd you think?
1: We tried to get Topolino's. It was the one ADR we couldn't get. He loved it. And there certainly was plenty of food for everybody. And we liked exploring the contemporary. We had never done that before. So just walking around there, going in, out to the pool area, we took some photos out there. They have a nice photo spot um, in front of the lake. Uh, so it was definitely fun, a fun morning for all of us. And um, yeah, and then the next day we headed to Wilderness Lodge Geyser Point, which I have always wanted to go to. So that was great. Loved it.
0: Real quick though, about the contemporary, did you guys get your picture at that like steel sculpture? Yes, yes. That's one of the things I just wanted to throw out there before we jumped over to to Geyser Point, which I love, is that it's one of the hidden things at Walt Disney World that if you're on a multi-generational trip, And this is something you can get to rather easily. You know, you could just take a boat from the Magic Kingdom, the monorail. You can even walk uh, over. I don't think you can take a boat. I guess you could take a boat, but take the monorail or walk over to the Contemporary. And in the back of the Contemporary, just walk back like you're going to the pool. There's a steel. It's like a silhouette of a Mickey. And it is such a photo spot for like a multi-generational. It doesn't have to be multi-generational. Any any family photo, yeah. we've done one with just the four of us, Paige, Mallory, myself, and my wife. And it, it just, it, I don't think a lot of people even realize it's there. And it's really yeah. accessible for everybody. And it just makes like a great like a desktop for your computer, you know, right. picture, it just, it just looks real clean. You know, it's not anything It's real yeah. gaudy. It's just real sharp and real clean. Okay. So I just want yeah. to like throw out in case anybody's like, we a definitely nice
1: did that. We cool. Definitely that's good. Did that's
0: that. good. That's a great spot. We, I have many pictures there. Okay. So Geyser point, one of the most relaxing open air oh. and wilderness lodge. is just beautiful. So what'd it's you think? It's
1: Beautiful. Well, it's one of my goals is to get there for Christmas time at oh, some point yes. because it, you know, even for two or three nights, it's just we loved walking around. We loved walking around the grounds. Uh, we got a little peek inside one of the cabins. Somebody gave us a little tour of the cabins. Those were amazing. And we just had the most relaxing lunch there. It was wonderful. The food was great. The setting was beautiful and lots of lots of fun there.
0: Yeah, and it, you were probably so relaxed these days because you didn't have anything really else on the agenda to rush you. Right. You didn't have to be at five forty here and seven twenty there, and you could actually right. really sit down and enjoy your your chicken sandwich, your you know your beer, whatever you had at the bar, you know. Th- yeah, these exactly. days sound really nice <laughs>
1: okay, it was so. kind of a, it was kind of an unwind from these more yeah, intense yeah. part of being at the park it was really lovely you to know do what?
0: that. So. it was it was a vacation <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> nobody
0: takes those to Walt Disney World we all go 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 so
1: much okay. right the next day was right. actually
0: my wife's birthday when you guys did all this it looks like you guys spent some time over at Coronado
1: oh yes yeah. so well we've three bridges we had heard I'm pretty sure people on your podcast. First of all, Scott has talked a lot about there and where some people had really wanted to stay there for the resort spot. We definitely wanted to get to Three Bridges and it was awesome. We, everybody loved their meal. The setting, again, the setting was great. It was very relaxing and Pornado is a lovely, lovely place. Um, So that was fun. And then after I said, let's go see, let's go up to Dahlia's Lounge up at the top of the uh, Grand Cino Tower and let's, you know, have some an after dinner drink and just get that view of, like, the Tower of Terror and just that upper view of some of the resort, I mean, some of the uh, parks and Disney. So that that's beautiful.
0: Did you have any recommendations for, you? I mean, it's been so long, but I mean, do you remember anything you had over at Three Bridges? Well, we was- had
1: yes well we had the sangria for sure
0: yeah everybody talks about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well because they do sangria we, university over at uh with right. groups at uh and we, three bridges
1: we wished we'd had the flight we we should have ordered the sangria flight because we saw that coming to another table yeah. we were like ooh, we <laughs> made a mistake there but it was too late we couldn't we couldn't add that on top of it but yeah everybody had a great meal and again with the water around you and um, this, just the scenery there was really lived up to expectations for sure. This is
0: making me so happy. That's so good to hear. Okay, so it looks like your last day, you spent some time at Disney Springs. so I'm assuming you did a yeah. little shopping. You did some eating over at Raglan Road and just kind of yeah. wrapped up the trip. Give us a little review of Raglan Road. I haven't been to Raglan Road. I'll be honest. I haven't been to Raglan Road since the year it opened, which was oh, wow. forever ago. And it right. was good back then. I just I it's one of those places there's so many places to eat at Walt Disney World. I just I forget about it. I need right. to get back
1: there. We're, yeah. We didn't see I think they sometimes have dancers, right? Oh yeah, well yeah, when, well, yeah, when and, I was
0: there, it was like right after it opened and I was like, they were dancing all the time because that was like the right. thing. Yeah, they were up on the bar and yeah, we didn't
1: see any of that, but we <laughs> did have a great meal and of course, you know, we were in World of Disney and the Lego shop and the Christmas stores and just trying to grab all the things that we wanted to bring back. Uh, you know, we do try to bring an ornament back every year for trips. So that was something we poked in at. And, uh, yeah, everyone was getting their fill of what they had wished they had bought during other, you know, mm-hmm. days in parks or whatever. And, you know, Disney Spring is hopping. It's a great place to go, and that's another place you can spend a day without going into a park at all. Easily,
0: easily, probably more than a day. That's what my wife said because we, you know, after going to Disneyland, they have Downtown Disney, which is very, very nice, but it's very compact compared to Disney Springs, where it's now so spread out. But uh, yeah, you're exactly right. There's a lot to do there. So it's great. As we wrap this up, it's super interesting trip to talk about. Cause You stayed at Caribbean beach, you stayed in the vacation rental. You kind of went pretty hard at the beginning, but you had that down day in the middle to, to right. catch your breath and let everybody's feet recover and kind of get, you know, a mental break. And then you really chilled out and vacation together and just really enjoyed yourselves, the company of right. each other on the back half. So as we look back on this trip, what's your memory? Did you have any like final stories? Some, like some, uh, Something you'll remember this trip from?
1: Well, at the on the very last day, um, we went over to the Banana Cabana area of Caribbean Beach. And it was me, my son, his girlfriend, and my daughter, and my husband. We were sitting on the bench. And somebody, I don't even know if it was me, said, you know, what are your three top three things from this trip? And so, it, you know, everybody kind of shared their top three things. A lot of it being being with family and sharing the memories. And this woman came over to us and we didn't even know she'd been listening. And she just said, oh my gosh, it was just so much fun to listen to your family reflect on <laughs> what a awesome. great trip. And it, it. and it was so touching. And, you know, we didn't do it for the attention. We thought we were only talking to ourselves really. Um, but she was right. It was, we did make some new memories and it was really nice to be together. And it's a, it's a special place. It's definitely a special place in my family's history now. And um, so that was lovely that she came over and shared that we had brightened her day too.
0: Well, Karen, it, hey, you just brightened our day by coming on the show today, sharing this trip with us, and your grandson laying down some serious knowledge for all of us to remember. <laughs> you know, the good things, you know, it just boils down to yes. let's have a Magic Kingdom Day. It's a Chef Mickey, it's a Mickey Waffle Day. I mean, You know, they can't all be we can't all have Magic Kingdom days, but we can all hope for a Magic Kingdom day. But, you know, this just makes me happy because when families, especially multi generational trips come together, you just don't get to spend that much time together in the real world. And you get to escape to a place like Walt Disney World, make those memories, enjoy each other's company. And that really sounds even more than some of the other trips we talk about in here. Like, you really got to do that on this trip. So I'm okay. I'm super happy for you. So thanks for coming on the show. And this makes my week already. So thanks. thanks well, so thanks,
1: much. Mike, for helping us organize it and having me on the show and, and for your podcast as well. It got me through a lot of COVID walks.
0: I appreciate that. That makes me happier than you could ever know. I, I love that people listen to our show. That makes me so happy. So you have a great week. And again, thanks for coming on the show. You too. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. But don't forget, our podcast is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. Whether you're headed to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, the agents over at the Magic for Less are going to make sure you have a magical vacation each and every time at the lowest cost possible. Check them out today over at the Magic for Less Dot com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Then one extra click really does help out everything we do here on the show. Please bookmark it and use it often. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Br Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We get to put out three to four shows every week. All around the world. And it's because of your support on Patreon. And if you'd like to join us and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest, come on over this week. It's patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on social media. I'm at be our guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. And join me and Scott this Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. We're going to open up the phone lines and take calls. You can be the star of the show this Sunday night. We'll talk Disney anything you want to talk about. It's up to you. So join us, YouTube and Facebook, this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. It's you, me, and Scotty G. So until we get back together again on Wednesday for more of your listener questions, for Karen, i Mike, wishing you a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon.
1: You've been listening to the Be our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.